What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not his fault, but he's here today, and I'm very excited to include him on the show MLW's own, well, now he is, at least, uh, he made his, his re-debut. He showed up at the Battle Riot, and he's going to be at the uh, the fallout from the 2300 Arena at Never Say Never. It is the one and only Snisky. Hello, Snisky, how you doing? Hello, hello. Can you hear us all right? I can hear you. Perfect. Why I... can't I hear you? Oh, now you can't hear us. Can you How about now? Can you hear us now? This is this is a banner oh, day no. for us. Yeah, a lot of a lot of audio issues here today. <laughs> you know, when I rip this show, I'm gonna have a lot of. Like, I can't hear you. You can hear us. Mm-hmm. Can or cannot? I feel like you said can't. Cannot. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. We're gonna we're gonna have some fun here. Okay, you can see us. We're, we're okay. Hang on, I'm gonna for the audio friends. You're gonna get this all clipped out later on. Um, <laughs> off in the settings. Okay. Work some magic here, Joel Pearl. Oh, oh and he just popped off. Yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens there. The beauty of a, of a live uh, a live show with with guests. <laughs> Hopefully he comes back. Okay, let's see if this works. We'll see. Uh, I'm just going to let him know. Let's try bringing him on again. Okay, let's see. If he can hear us now, maybe he can actually give us a thumbs up. He can hear us now. Wonderful. Snisky is here. What's up? How you doing? Tremendous. How about you guys? Doing well. Doing well. Got to love technology, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Let's hop right into it. You made your MLW debut and really your wrestling return after a few years at the Battle Riot. Uh, how'd this all come about? What brought you into MLW and what's keeping you here? Well, I uh, got contacted by Lance Anawai, who was, uh, you know, part of the Samoan dynasty. And his dad actually trained me, his dad and his grandfather, Alpha. So he reached out to me and was like, hey, Oos, you want to, you know, do some stuff at MLW? Court wants to bring you in. I was like, Heck yeah, man. Let's do it. Uh, you know, I love those guys. I love court. I know court a long time. We go way, way back. He's, uh, you know, created quite a thing for himself here with MLW and, you know, I was honored to be involved and, you know, here we go. Let's do it. As the, as the show says for Saturday, never say never. <laughs> do you know who you're facing on Saturday? It just says you are in action. Have you been given a heads up or are you just going to kick whoever is, is put in front of you? Well, I've been told by a little birdie that it's possibly micro man. But if that's the case, he's going to be nanometer man after I get done with him because I'm going to knock him around like a redheaded stepchild. And no offense to redheaded stepchilds, but you might want to have the stretcher ready in Philly because I'm bringing it and I'm bringing it hard and fast. And whatever happens, it's not mine. Let's okay. Hold on. If you're if if Microman is the guy that Snisky gets, what are the odds that we see a certain punt <laughs> spot come back in MLW now? Well, I hate to be cliche, but never say never. 
Of course. Yeah. See how I'm plugging that name right into almost everything I'm talking about? It's called Marketing 101, boys. Do you have the It's Not My Fault t-shirt? Because I was listening to an interview, I believe, with Brian Hebner, um, where, where you were on, and you said you make a killing off these shirts, but you, you haven't done them. Do we have these ready to go? We do. ProWrestlingTees.com. Just search Snitsky. I got all kind of merch there. They were uh, nice enough to, to contact me, and we started a little store there. So any Snitsky fan can get your Snitsky merch at ProWrestlingTees.com. And then just search Snitsky. I have a plethora of amazing items, if I say so myself. Is there any? Are there any weird items that you've got in there that you want to you want to plug? It all depends on what you consider weird. The weird to somebody might be awesome to somebody else. <laughs> so fair. you got to specify. You know, what do you mean by weird? Are you calling me weird? No, that I'm hurts. Not. Me. Yeah, Joel, are you calling Snitsky weird? Don't make me come through the screen. Yeah, will you punch Joel Pearl? Will you punch him and then kick him and then just basically beat him up? I definitely can make that happen. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> <laughs> You're part owner of an army surplus store. You're clearly there right now. Uh, yes. Talk to me about the store. And I'm actually, I want to ask there, what's the weirdest thing that y'all sell? <laughs> well, ooh, that's a tough question. Hey, guys, what's the weirdest thing that we sell here at Priority One? Sell or sell? Sell. The gentleman on the podcast asked what our weirdest item to sell is. That's a tough question. Like I said, it all depends on what you consider weird. We have uh, we have survival gear. We have food items. We have medical items. We have clothing items. We got ammo cans, ammo mags. I mean, it's quite a large store, as you can see. Yeah, it's massive. Holy crap. Yeah. It was just opened. Oh, here you go. Okay. This is a nice dummy, a dummy grenade, which we call a conversation piece. I'll say. <laughs> Just confirm See that. That is a dummy grenade, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. that's not going to go off on this show. It works right really now. well for dummies. It works really well for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we sell all kind of stuff. We're here in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, 1744, Tilden Ridge Drive. I'm usually here, so stop by if you're a wrestling fan or even if you want to get some survival stuff or some – you know, food items, we sell MREs, we sell all kinds of stuff. So stop by, say hello. I'll always sign autographs and take pictures. I love my fans. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. So stop by and see me here at Priority One Surplus in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. I was going to say, how many people come up and are like, hey, can I get an autograph or just scream at you like, it's not your fault, and then you know, move on? Like, How many wrestling yeah, I, fans I, like, do attend for that? Let's put it this way. If I had a dollar for every time that happened, I wouldn't have to work. <laughs> it happens quite often. My one guy that works here, Aaron, he, uh, he was in the background shaking his head, yes. <laughs> He's uh he's a air uh, airborne guy. So we have all military guys working here. It's great. It's a it's a good spot, man. If you're looking for what we sell, stop by. Be happy to talk to you. Happy to take a picture. Happy to sign autograph. So you said you have a dollar every time someone uh, would approach you and ask you for an autograph or say it's not my fault. Uh, what what brought you back to wrestling if not those dollars that people will give you for that opportunity? 
Like I said, man, I just I like Court. I like uh, you know, obviously Lance. I'm tight with Lance, the Anawaii's, the whole family. They trained me. I, I know all of them on a personal level. I love those guys. Uh, I just like entertaining, man. The guys here at the shop will tell you. <clears throat> I'm always goofing around, always trying to have fun. And what better way to have fun and get to beat people up than pro wrestling, right? <laughs> so the I would I would assume the most infamous segment that you've been part of was the baby punting segment. And I know you said this is a, a Vince McMahon idea, but, but I have to ask. So in the, this segment happened in November of 2004. In July 2004, a little movie called Anchorman came out. And there's a very <laughs> famous scene where Jack Black punts a puppy off of a bridge. Do you think that that scene was the basis for you punting this baby? I, honestly, I don't know how it materialized, but at the time I was at WWE, I was working with Dan Madigan, who wrote Kane's movie, See No Evil. Dan's a great guy. I still keep in touch with him. I love Dan. He uh, he came up with that whole storyline, so you have to ask Dan how that all materialized, but to this day, I still get people coming in, oh, I just watched your thing where you kicked the baby. Like It's crazy. It's crazy how that took a life of its own. Because like you said, that happened in 2004, and we're in 2023 now. So if my math is good, let me pull off my shoe so I can count to 10. Hold on. <laughs> that would be uh, roughly 18 years, 19 years ago. So, yeah, it's crazy how people still come in and talk about it. But as a performer, <clears throat> it's cool to be remembered for, you know, what you, you did in the ring and your work and your body of work. And, like, I'm on the top 50, oh, my God, moments of WWE. I got like all kind of, you know, all kind of stuff. Best Royal Rumble elimination every year at Royal Rumble. They play that video with me and Paul London. So yeah, as a performer, it's awesome. You know, and uh, I love my fans. You talked about the, uh, the psychology of wrestling recently and that you're not big on like the, the acrobatic show that wrestling has kind of become. Um, I want to put that on its head and ask you, can you, this, this big man that you are, if there's a pool, can you do a flip into the pool, or are you just more like? Oh, a I don't need a. I don't need a pool to flip. I'm very athletic. I was first team all state in high school in football. I'm actually uh, inducted into the Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame in 2018. So I'm a legit, real professional athlete, and I'm not a gymnast. I don't pretend to be one, and I haven't played one on TV. But I'll tell you what: if it comes down to it. When I first got the OVW, I would do a skin the cat to get in the ring, and I got yelled at. They're like, "Don't ever get in the ring like that again." I was like, okay, I thought I'd show off some of my athleticism. And they were like, nope, you just want to be big and scary. I was like, okay, I could do that. Yeah, I could do backflips. I could do all kinds of stuff. I just, you know, the nature of the beast with my character, Vince just wanted me to be a big, scary, crazy guy. So, ironically, that comes naturally. <laughs> but has there been any, like, inclination or any, like, wanting nowadays to, to try something like that? I mean, a superplex is one thing, but, like, just to just to say, like, hey, I can do this and kind of show off for a second? Or is it like psychology among everything, like above everything? To me, when I started training, Pops off a senior would always tell us, less is more as a big guy, make everything mean something. So like I was always trained like a body slam, let it sink in, let the person in the very last row absorb it and then move on to the next thing. And then the same, and you know what I'm saying? So like I try to keep that, alive for a big guy i want to make everything mean something and like if you look back on my footage that's just how i worked i've always worked like that like you know 
I've had matches with Undertaker, Kane, John Cena. And when I hit them with a clothesline or whatever, you know, you knew they were getting hit with a clothesline. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't making it look like I'm pulling up or like shortchanging it. I, now those guys knew if, if we call the clothesline, they were getting clothesline. That's just how it is. I mean, I always was told by pops, got to make it snug. You got to make it look real. You're a big guy. If it doesn't, they're going to, they're going to know it's, you know, it's, you know, not real. You mentioned working with, with the likes of Undertaker, Kane, John Cena, any advice from those guys when, when it, whether it was a character perspective or in ring work? You know, just like I was just saying, I learned a lot off of Glenn, you know, just work your style, work your size, work your look. Like, I think that's the problem with wrestling these days. There's too many guys that want to do the gymnastic stuff, the flips, the flops, the this, the that. Like, if you saw me walking down the street, you wouldn't see see me and go, oh, my God, that guy. I bet he does an amazing cartwheel into a backflip, into a superplex, into a, a cannonball. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at me and you think, man, that guy's going to kick somebody's fucking ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the portrayal of my character. I want people to see me and think, man, that guy's going to kick somebody's ass. I don't want someone to look at me and go, oh, yeah, that's the guy that did the, the superplex or the moonsault. Or, like, that's just not my, my character. I think people need to stick more in the character and portray the character that, you know, they're, they're trying to portray. That's just my opinion on it. I mean, there's a lot of athletic guys out there that could do all the stuff, but if everybody's doing it, what makes it special? If everybody's doing the same thing, match after match after match, what makes them stand out? What makes them differentiate themselves from somebody else? Nothing. Cause everybody could do a body slam. Everybody could do a, a suplex. You know, it's how you, it's how you, uh, get your character over how you translate your character into those moves. Like when I do my stuff, like my facials, my body language, like all that kind of stuff, you want to incorporate that into the, into the move. And that's what I think helped me to stand out all these years. And people remember the stuff I did because, you know, everybody watches my stuff and they're like, man, you know, that time you closed on Paul London, I was like, dude, that's, I, I told him, I said, I got to close on you right in the face to make you flip over like that. So it's common. Be ready for it. And that, you know, it's just how it is. What would, uh, 20 years ago, Snitsky, what, what would you tell him now if you had that opportunity? Buy a hot tub and a sauna. <laughs> Recovery is essential these days at my age. I'm 53. I'm jacked as heck for 53, though. Look at, look at that. How many 53-year-old guys you know that look like this? Nobody. I'm a physical specimen. I'm 6'6", 260 pounds, lean, muscular, ruggedly handsome, amazing beard, you know. So the recovery aspect would be what I would tell tell a 20-year-old, 20-year-ago Snitsky. I'd say, hey, get a hot tub, get a sauna, recover, you know, try to, try to recover as best you can. Because back in those days, we just wrestled, went on to the next town, went out a little bit here and there, wink, wink. And then, uh, you know. Just the recovery portion of it, because I never took care of myself when I was younger. I just went out and did it and, you know, moved on to the next show. These days, it's funny because I'll come home from a show. Like Saturday night, I had a show. I got home 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting out in the hot tub till 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I, uh, uh, and then that morning I got up, I sat in the sauna. So just like recovery stuff, because I've always worked out. I've always been athletic. I've been playing sports since I'm 8 years old. So I've had a very successful athletic career. <clears throat> uh, translated over into wrestling. So I would just like to 
have known about recovery and nutrition and that kind of stuff back 20 years ago because I never really like followed a certain diet or you know recovered properly or any of that kind of stuff it's just work out as hard as you can wrestle as hard as you can move on to the next show but you know you live and you learn and now that I'm older I've you know experienced a lot of things and I know how to to avoid certain things and how to feel like you know I need to you know feel a certain way to get back to you know performing for the weekend so you know just stuff like that but you live and you learn the older you get you know you pick things up and like I said, you know, no matter what time I get home from a show or what, you know, whatever, I'll be sitting out in the hot tub and just chilling in there. And I actually just went to, uh, just went to tractor supply and bought one of the big giant horse troughs and I put ice water in it and I'll sit in there. Then I go to the hot tub, then back to the ice bath then back to the hot tub. So yeah, like stuff like that. My neighbors probably think I'm nuts, but I don't care. Cause I probably am a little, I am probably a little nuts. I mean, running around in your underwear, at 53 years old, you know, it's, not the normal thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were part of a very famous match, the seventeen on two handicap elimination match, where where you and sixteen other men faced John Cena and Randy Orton. This match gets is brought up a lot and is memed a lot online. Do you have any memories of of working this match and a seventeen on two handicap elimination match? I just remember like the nightmare of trying to set it up. Because with that many guys involved, it's almost like a Royal Rumble. Because you have everybody has their spot, everybody has their time. It's like just like I always joke around with the guys here at the shop. I'm like, man, I have enough trouble remembering what I did yesterday. I don't know how I remembered all that stuff back then. With all the chair shots I've had and the tables I've been through, and like the guys just laugh. And then I show them videos, and they're like, ooh, ooh. Because <laughs> back in those days, you got hit with a chair. You didn't put your hand up. You just got hit with the chair. There's a there's a Mimi or Mem or whatever they call them going around. The big show hit me in the head with that kitchen sink. And you can see clearly in the picture, I don't have my hands up. I don't I'm not protecting myself. I'm just getting hit, hit square in the head with a kitchen sink. And it uh, you know, luckily I have a very thick cranium because I've been hitting the head with a lot of things over the years. Not counting the stuff my wife hits me with in the basement. Hello. <laughs> But speaking of wives, hello, Carolyn, my beautiful <laughs> wife, Carolyn. I love you. I won't hey. tell anybody our secret basement activities. <laughs> Does it involve a giant trough and an ice bath? No, you don't have to get into it. It's okay. <laughs> oh, hold on. I was, Go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to, you know, look, the, we got we to gotta mention the feet stuff here. I didn't know if that came into play because uh, that well, was just, a very... Let's just put it this way. No, to not disrespect my wife in any way by talking about other women's feet. My wife has the nicest size 10 you'll ever find, and that's why she's my wife. We'll just leave it at that. How about that? She's 6'1". She played college volleyball. She's jacked. We have a gym in our basement at home, and... I got to try to keep up with her, man. She just turned 54 and she's tall, lean. So I can't, you know, I can't be like the fluffy part of the relationship. I got to be, you know, I got to look good for the wife. Speaking of looking good, you've got this giant beard. I know you mentioned it. Do you, because we're all bearded guys on the screen right now. Do you have a beard care routine? And what is it if you do? You know, it's funny. I get asked that a lot. And, uh, I don't. Actually, my my buddy here at the shop, Aaron, that I was just talking about, <clears throat> he started growing out his beard. And I, the only thing I ever told him was condition it, condition it, condition it, and get a good brush. So he has, like, this real fancy brush, 
and he's following my lead and he's growing a very stellar beard. So anybody out there that wants to grow a stellar beard, follow Snitsky's two rules, condition, condition, condition. That was three. I was just seeing if you're paying attention. <laughs> Um, you've, you've mentioned in past interviews, your, your relationship with, with gold dust and how you guys were supposed to win the championships, but, but Dustin was kind of going through things like that. Have you talked to Dustin in, in the past since, since all of that and just kind of gotten on the same page with him? Yeah. I mean, life happens, man. He was going through a divorce, you know, everybody's been there down and out. It happens, you know, I'm not going to hold it against them. It's, you know, shit happens. That's why they have toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> I mean, he's a great guy. We had so much fun. The backstage segment we did that one time in Vegas is still one of my favorites. It's the most ridiculous off-the-wall backstage segment. But, man, was it fun. We had so much fun wrestling together. He's uh, he's a great guy, great in-ring mind. He, he, like, oh, my God, the stuff he would set up for us and the double-team moves and all that kind of stuff, he's amazing. I mean, you know, his his body of work speaks for itself. But uh, I loved working with him. We had so much fun and chemistry, and it's a shame. But hey, you know, every, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and you know, people got to get their life in order, and I understand that. And he was going through some stuff, and you know, I don't hold it against him. It's you know, it is what it is. Every it happens to everybody sooner or later, you know. As we start to wind down here, um, I gotta ask because you are now a part of MLW. Other than I know you're going to want gold. I get that. Is there anyone else in the ring that you want to face off with uh, in MLW? Oh, man, there's a lot of good talent there. I mean, I have my little cheat sheet here that I didn't even get to yet. But, uh, yeah, I mean, MLW, we got, you know, Timothy Thatcher's coming back after four years. He's making his return. It's actually the first live MLW special in four years. It's, uh, you know, we got the Hammerstone Alex Kane World Championship match. We got Jacob Fatu versus Calvin Tankman. You know, the one I'm looking forward to is the fans bring the weapons match with the Samoan SWAT team. Because, you know, like I said, I'm very tight with the Samoans. Yeah, I, I'm, one of the main reasons I'm even where I'm at right now is, you know, Samu. And, you know, now I'm getting to work with his son, Lance. So I've gotten all three generations of the Samoans. So that's kind of cool. I used to travel with Eki at WWE. I met the Usos when they were just young teenagers looking to get into wrestling. And look at them now. So it's kind of cool, like the whole the road I've traveled through wrestling, knowing, you know, Alpha, Samu, Lloyd, Alpha Jr., you know, now Lance. Alpha Jr. has his own federation now in Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania. I work with them once a month, every month, Battlefield Pro Wrestling. So if anybody's up in that area, last Sunday of every month we do shows, stop by, check us out. And uh, But back to MLW, we have, uh, you know, I think they're one of the best kept secrets in wrestling. We have a style different than everybody else. We do a little everything. We have the hardcore. We got the lucha type stuff, you know, all kind of stuff. So if you're a true at heart wrestling fan, this kind of covers all the bases. And that's what's cool about MLW. And that's why I wanted to be a part of it. Plus, like I said, I've known Court forever. Him and I actually met at Dory Funk's camp back when I was looking to break into the wrestling so he's actually one of the reasons, probably the reason that I hooked up with the Samoans because he referred me to Samu to do a tour. So my very first tour was with Samu and we hit the whole Middle East, you know, all throughout Southeast Asia. We we're all over the place. I was gone a month. So I got a quick, uh, a quick tutelage on, you know, 
the business. And Sam broke me in, his brother Lloyd. And uh, like I said, got to work with Alpha Jr. a lot. And uh, just, you know, what a family tree, man. Look, just look at the wrestling business. There's always been a Samoan, always been, you know, a top guy, Samoan. Look at Roman now. You know, I used to travel with his brother, Matty. You know, I, you know, I knew Joe when he was just a college football player at Georgia Tech. So it's kind of cool to see how these guys are progressing in the business. But, uh, you know, I'm just honored to be involved. I love, uh, love entertaining. I love wrestling. I love performing. <clears throat> and MLW gives you a little of everything, man. They got, you know, they, they touch all the bases. It's a top, top-notch production. Let's watch the TV show. It's on TV. You can stream it on the YouTube channel. It's on Reels. They got, all, you know, all kind of stuff going on. I'm truly honored and privileged to be involved. And as the show title says, never say never with Snitsky, MLW, or Pro Wrestling. Because you just never know where I'm going to show up or where I'm going to knock somebody's teeth out. It, it, anything could happen. That's the beauty of Pro Wrestling. And no matter what does happen, everybody in the world knows it's not my fault. There you go, the unglued master of pain, Gene Snitsky. <laughs> will be in action July the 8th at MLW Never Say Never at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. Go get your tickets if you're in town at MLW2300.com. Or you can watch... Yep, they start at just 15 bucks. Get your tickets, stop by. I'm going to be kicking somebody's butt. It doesn't matter who. But like I said, if it's Micro Man, I'm going to change him into Nanometer Man. Do your research, guys. See what that means, because I do... <laughs> And I know how to inflict pain. And there's pain coming to Philly this Saturday night. MLW, be there or I will find you and snap you like a twig. That doesn't sound good at all. The, the unglued master of press is what I want to start calling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't forget, go to ProWrestlingTees.com, buy my merch, get some. Now, do it. Plug your socials too while you're here, and then then we're good to go. The real Snitsky on Instagram, Big Gene Snitsky on Twitter. I don't usually do Facebook or wrestling fans, but I also am on Facebook. If you get to meet me in person, I'll usually friend you on Facebook as well. But I try to leave the wrestling to Twitter and Instagram. But uh, just want to you know thank all the fans. There'd be no Snitsky <clears throat> without them. <clears throat> so make sure you uh, you know. Follow along and all the crazy stuff that my wife and I do on social media because I'm also into four-wheeling. My wife and I go four-wheeling quite often, and uh, she likes to have fun just as much as I do. So we're always looking to, to have some sort of adventure out here in the cold regions of Pennsylvania. Snitsky, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Uh, and, no worries. And have fun on July 8th. We'll see what you do. <laughs> well, you will see, and – Make sure you check out MLW and all the platforms, Reels, YouTube. Check their YouTube channel out Thursday nights at 8. And, of course, check me out, Snitsky. I'll be there. Somebody's going to get hurt. Mark my words. Ha-ha. <laughs> all right. Take care, Snitsky. Thanks again. Thank you, Snitsky. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.